All right, it's John Mason Brink. It's uh, you know, our Friday bonus edition. I'm here with a special guest, John Block. How you doing, John? <laughs> are you are you doing the high voice on purpose, or? <laughs> John called me this morning, or we talked this morning, and he said that he saw one of the videos we did. And he's like, John, why is your voice so high on the video? And now I went back and watched it. I'm like, you're right. It is. Was, I was right though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sometimes when you get in those uh, like conventions halls and things like that, it gets really dry, and your mm-hmm. voice just you lose your voice. So that's yeah. probably what happened. And and now your voice sounds like you've been on a Las Vegas bender for uh, uh, a week, and well, you just we, came home. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did go out a couple t- couple times, so it was fun. It's fun coming back from the uh, from the. Uh, Builder show in Las Vegas. So very nice. Um, John, last time I talked to you, you were looking for a Hawaiian shirt, and you said you got it all taken care of. I did. Yep, I got that. Uh, we had the party. Party was a success, and uh, it was. Uh, I found an old the shirt that I bought probably twenty five years ago, and believe it or not, it still fit me. I don't know how, but it. Uh, it brought a lot of good memories back uh, to all my family. Oh, yeah. The uh, the shirt that I had was from a family vacation we went on in the Florida Keys to Isla Morada. And it's um, a bar that is like a big, um, like a tower, I guess. Yeah. A multi, I can't even think of the name of the bar right now. But anyway, uh, they'd have like all these little, it's like a tree house. But yeah, we had some pretty good family memories there, and it brought back uh, a lot of uh, good ones at the party because no one had seen that place or thought about that place in years. So it was good. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. had mentioned maybe just shirtless and a hula skirt, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't want to scare the kids. It was the family party. But... <laughs> so, John, I had uh, some questions for you. Um, sure. It's that time of year where people are getting sick. COVID, flu, all that good stuff. And yeah. uh, one of my buddies owns a business and he had a root canal and he was out for a few days. And I was, it just got me thinking about like what you do when you're sick. Uh, I know you work with your brothers. Um, so when you come down with something, you're sick, you got to stay home. Does your uh, Are your brothers cross train, quote unquote, to take over for you while you're gone or does the work kind of just stop until you get back? How does that all work out? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, it depends on the, on the situation of, you know, what needs to be done that particular day or days. Um, but yeah, we all kind of cross train, I, I, I guess it's cross train, but we work trying to do the same job or working together on different projects. And obviously we all can't do, the exact same thing as the next guy, but, um, it's, uh, you know, and that's the beauty of, of, of having the iPads and Chromebooks and everything is we can work from home. Oh yeah. It doesn't happen very often, but when we do it, it works. So we had mentioned that there was, you know, something with your brother last year and he was off for a while, but you, you know, you all handle it. Yeah. That was one of the, again, going back to the, uh, the Chromebook thing or iPad. Yeah. My nephew, um, was battling cancer. It's kind of every parent's worst nightmare. And my brother spent several months 
you know, in the hospital with, with his son, my nephew and, uh, and, but he was able to, we all, again, we knew what needed to happen. We knew, you know, what, how, what we needed to cover. And yeah, he, he was able to work from his, from his Chromebook or his, his iPad and take care of business. We, you know, our business management software is all online. So he does payroll and he's our operations manager. So he kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, but, uh, we were able to take care of it. How's your nephew doing? Great, great. He's yeah. he's cancer free. Um, he is uh, doing really really well, and uh, a lot of sports involved. And that's awesome. Yeah, we just went to on Saturday. We we're at uh, we we're involved with that Tales Angels. It's a mm-hmm. organization, cancer pediatric cancer organization. So we went to the their annual gala on uh, Saturday, and it was a. Uh, it was a, a an emotional roller coaster because they bring you know you know they talk about the kids with cancer and then they bring uh, a lot of raise a lot of money. There is some high mm-hmm. rollers there for sure. It's like they throw money around like uh, like it's nothing, and but it was a beautiful thing. So yeah, Tales Angels is a great organization. Listen, I just came back from uh, Las Vegas where people throw money around for nothing. You know, <laughs> exactly. and it just it goes into a vacuum. Yeah. So. Exactly. Giving money to a good organization uh, is yeah. definitely worth it. Yeah, and not a lot of people know it, but actually, only four percent of all government-funded cancer research is for is the pediatric cancer. Isn't that mind-blowing? Four yeah. percent. That is, it's, it's that's not you know we're talking and, and it's a huge population of the cancer patients, I guess you'd say. And but mm. uh, yeah, it's, anyway, that's. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a good time and Well it's good to hear. That's good to hear yeah. that he's doing Yeah. He's cancer free and he's doing a lot better. So that's yeah. awesome. Um when is that new van gonna be uh <laughs> Oh, it's uh, it's here. It's uh we're our just he keeps my brothers and I they're like, Oh, we just we gotta get it washed, we gotta get clean. It it's it's done. It it is yeah. awesome. Um I may be able to do a, a video today. We'll do a, okay. um, yeah, but yeah, we got it lettered up. It's the first truck we've had lettered up in like 15 years. And, uh, yeah. we, we normally just went with the stealth mode, but, yeah. uh, this one is, uh, is, is pretty awesome. I'm excited about it. All right. Well, I can't wait to share or see the pictures and the videos. Come on. Yeah. Everything else good at, uh, LH block yeah we're doing um things are starting to creep back up here and get a little crazy we've we uh have been awarded some really nice jobs and um we're gearing up for the uh for for a long busy busy uh season here so we normally don't have a downtime but we're just getting real busy now well a lot of you know we talked a lot of plumbing and and boiler service guys on this podcast and the weather this year especially in the midwest really hasn't been all that cold and Mm -hmm. i I feel for these guys that rely on fixing furnaces or boilers and but but weather doesn't really necessarily have any effect on what you guys do as an electrical company right Um, not necessarily unless you know with with the storms we with this last set of storms we've had come through 
we had a lot of light poles, parking lot poles that got knocked okay. down. And then, yeah. and then same thing actually with, we work with um, some snowplow companies and they accidentally knock over snow p- or light poles. So we've yeah. got like three or four uh, of those to do here. Do you do any mailbox repairs? <laughs> no, no, not. Uh, not uh, you were, I think we were talking about this last time you said, but. Uh, the snowplow guy hit my my uh, mailbox. And... Yeah, yeah, he did. He hit mine. Uh, that uh, I just had put it in this past uh, this past fall. It was a couple months old, and and he uh, just that really wet, heavy snow took out. I don't think the plow hit it, but the uh, the wet snow kind of punched it and uh, knocked it over. So got it fixed in a few minutes, and it was all good. I got to ask you a real dumb question before we get off here. Um, yeah. John. So I have this um, hot water recirculator pump mm-hmm. that uh, was sent to me and you stick it above the, uh, the water heater, Yeah, the pump. And then there's a plug-in that yeah. kind of monitors your activities, but you plug it in at the source, basically like the sink. Mm-hmm. Of, so it's going to go in our master bathroom, yeah. but I don't want this, this plug to be seen. So I want to put a, an outlet under the sink. Yeah. Now, is that difficult to do, or is that just merely just dropping wires down and adding an you know an attachment? How does that all work? Yeah, it would be just dropping down wires from the box. I'm, I'm assuming you're. I'd have to look at your pictures from your your beautiful bathroom remodel, but uh, <laughs> the uh, it, it, I mean, if it's on the same wall, yeah, it's just a matter of cutting it in and and uh, okay. pushing it down. So, yeah. We can, uh, I can, I can help you out with that. Well, I'm, it wasn't my intention to ask. You I know you weren't. It, I know you weren't. But I know <laughs> wasn't, but no, but somebody had mentioned that during the show, and they said, "Oh, you just, you know, just add a an outlet under the sink or you know somewhere hidden." And I'm like, "Well, how?" I'm thinking, like, how difficult is that? In my yeah. head, it seems like it wouldn't be, but I don't know. I mean, it it depends if there's what's in the wall. You know, if there's yeah. if, it's a, if it's a plumbing wall and you've got a lot of you know vent you know venting or, or stuff that you've got across um mm-hmm. you know it, it, it could be a little more difficult but uh it's yeah. uh it's pretty straightforward normally okay yeah we can uh we'll you gotta make sure it's gfci protected and yeah that's another question i had yeah because water yeah. and electricity don't really mix no they're not friends so they're friends <laughs> they're they're friends but they're uh yeah. they're uh they, not friends with people Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't work. But uh, yeah, we well, we can use your existing uh, GFCI that's probably in the bathroom, and you take the protection from that. It's called a line load, and uh, yep. we'll just put a regular receptacle underneath there, and a single. We'll do a single, and uh, and uh, yeah, it'll work out. But um, yeah, I, we we actually have one of those too for uh, for my parents' house. Okay. Those work? Pumps. Yeah, yeah. I think there was a there's like a, a a cross T. I think at the at the furthest fixture that kind of yeah. like combines it. It goes to yeah. hot water to the cold water, or yeah. barely moves it. But it seemed to uh, help quite a bit. It was more for um, my parents have an upstairs area since all of us five boys have moved out. They don't use it yeah. that often, and they kind of turn the heat down up there but when one of my brothers you know comes to visit or whatever and 
they turn it back on until they have the temperature. Yeah. The water's constantly moving, so no pro, no frozen pipes. You can wait up to two minutes and have that water just get warm, and it's. I'm just watching the water just circle down the drain. I'm like, hmm. yeah. Well, John, thanks for jumping on. You look yeah. like you're you look like you're going to church. You're all snazzy. Got a nice shirt on. Yeah. It's, the uh, hair is combed. I don't see you with a hat on. It's Get Your Freak on Friday, man. This Appetite for Construction podcast is brought to you in part by PERC, the Propane Education and Research Council. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially construction pros. It's a single clean energy source that can meet your project's performance, safety, and resilience goals while maintaining efficiency and lowering costs. See how propane can help meet your project's needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane, it's the energy for everyone. 